So this morning we are continuing in the final few weeks of our series looking at the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be looking this morning at the whole area of the gift of prophecy. Now, I don't know kind of how you feel when you hear the word prophecy. I imagine it sort of brings up quite a lot of different reactions. There will probably be some who are here this morning who you hear the word prophecy and you think, yes, this is what the Holy Spirit is about. This is what we should have been talking about since the beginning of this series. There will be others who hear the word prophecy and actually you probably feel quite wary because of bad experiences that you might have had or you know that others have had through things that have been said to them. For some people, you might think, yeah, this is really important. I'm glad we're talking about it. I'm looking forward to sort of unpacking this in my groups a bit more. For others, there might be that sort of insecurity of, well, this isn't something I can do and this isn't something I've really thought about before, so that's not really for me. For others, it might be something that actually you have simply never heard of. You've never had teaching about, you've never experienced before. When I first became a Christian, that was kind of where I was at. When I first kind of came into a proper relationship with God, I I was at a church which didn't really speak about prophecy. It wasn't something we had teaching on or I'd ever really heard anything about. Um, And so I remember my sort of first experience of seeing the gift of prophecy used was many years ago when I went to a Christian festival called Grapevine up in Lincoln. I think it's now called the One Festival. And it was the evening meeting and we were in this big marquee full of thousands of people and uh, we'd had some sun worship and then we had some teaching from the Bible. And then uh, the lady who had done the teaching said at the end of her preach, I actually feel like God has given me some prophecies for some people here. And so she started to share messages, words that she felt were appropriate for people in the room and obviously they really impacted some people because people went up and they went for prayer and I'd never experienced anything like that before and the following day you could go to different seminars in the afternoon in different tents around the field that the festival was taking place and one of them was led by this lady on prophecy so I thought great I'll go along I'll find out a bit more and there were like so many people all trying to get into this one uh, seminar about prophecy. And so the d- doors to the tent opened and people flooded in and there was nudging and shoving because I didn't realise the etiquette. If you go to a prophecy seminar, you have to sit on the front few rows or God can't speak to you. So as I was quite a, a young Christian, I wasn't aware of that. And so I ended up standing at the back without a chair, uh, which was uncomfortable for most of the seminar. But the lady came in and she stood up and she said, if you have come here today because you want a word from God... I I want to tell you that I have a word for every single one of you. And you could tell the excitement rising in the room of, oh, this is going to be great. We're all going to get a word from God. And then she simply held up her Bible and she said, here are so many words from God. And they have been written for every single one of you. This is your word from God. And it was a really important moment for me as I started the journey of looking at what is prophecy and actually how does God use prophecy to realize that actually the Holy Spirit gives us the gift of prophecy in different ways. That the gift of prophecy is the Holy Spirit working in us to share God's truth to humankind. And he does that in two major related ways. One, through spoken words, which he gives to us, which we can share to others, but also through his word, through the Bible, through the amazing truths that we read that God says in there. I was at a party yesterday and I was chatting to some of the children and young people there and I said to them, what does the word prophecy mean to you? Have you ever heard of that word? All of them pretty much went, yeah, it's in Harry Potter. A couple of others went, oh, I think it's in Encanto. A couple of others said, oh, Lord of the Rings. It's a word that actually we have in culture today, don't we? We see it in films, we see it in books. The prophecy from long ago, once it's fulfilled, will open these gates and everything will happen and it will be fantastic. It's a word that's known 
because it's a bit magical and it's fortune telling. This is what the future is going to be because this is the prophecy from long ago. But actually, that isn't biblical prophecy. That isn't what we believe that it says in the Bible that prophecy is. It's not this magical, special, uh, super spiritual thing. It's not a fortune telling. And I really love when I was kind of thinking about um, this uh, talk and how we were going to look at prophecy. Uh, I was reading the book The Disciple, which is written by a lady called Lucy Pepia. And Lucy is both a professor of theology, but she's also a pastor. So she's really looked at theology from a kind of academic level, but also just simply from a personal relational level in her church. And she writes in her book, The Disciple, a brilliant paragraph, which just really simply and beautifully explains what the gift of prophecy, the biblical gift of prophecy is for each one of us. And before we unpack it a little bit more, I just wanted to read this paragraph because I think it's really helpful as we begin to unpack it for ourselves. And she writes, God communicates with his people in many different ways. And the gift of prophecy is seeing what God is doing or saying to individuals or groups at a specific time in a specific place. It is personal and particular. And if loving and accurate can be the source of immense comfort and encouragement and wonder. Of course, we will only hear through our broken hearts and minds, so we will never hear perfectly. And what we say must be held lightly and tested rigorously against scripture. However, when the gift of prophecy really is used to encourage, comfort, and build up, it can be an amazing tool for drawing people closer to God. I love the simplicity of that, the way that she just shares with us that actually the gift of prophecy is not something uh, of a fortune-telling kind of magical thing. It's simply the gift that says, seeing what God is doing or saying to individuals or groups at a specific time in a specific place. And we see that happening throughout the Bible. And here in these verses that um, we had read to us by Wade this morning, Paul is here talking specifically to the Corinthian church. And we've kind of looked at in previous series that the Corinthian church was a new city. It was a new church built on a city that was built on new wealth. So they had, they had kind of a lot of wealth come in because of trade and industry in the area. And the city was very much about grandeur. It was who's the best leader? Who's got the most wealth? Who can do the greatest signs of leadership? And so the Corinthian church had been quite influenced by this culture. And they had got to the point in their church, which Paul is addressing, where actually people were standing up and going, look at me, I'm the most spiritual. I've got this gift that I want to share. I want to bring a word of prophecy. But what was happening was they were using intelligible languages that no one could understand and didn't know what they were saying. And so they were standing up doing these big spiritual displays and no one knew what was happening, what they were saying or what they were sharing. And so Paul comes in to say, actually, do you know what? This gift of prophecy, Prophecy, it's about simply bringing God's simple message to people so that they can understand it and the church can be built up and people can be drawn closer to God. He challenges and addresses the culture of the church of that day to say it can be different. And Tim's going to be speaking specifically on tongues next week and unpacking how we can use that gift in kind of our gathered church services as well as personally. So in his kind of challenge to the church in how they're using the gift of prophecy, Paul says, first and foremost, let's look at some important things. And in these first verses of chapter 14, verses 1 to 5, he kind of sandwiches this sentence where he says he wants everyone to have the gift of prophecy with two really important verses. The first and foremost, uh, in, in verse 1 of chapter 14, he says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. 
follow the way of love. What is love? We know in the Bible, God is love. It's not about you. It's not about your gifts. It's not about your big spiritual displays. It's about you growing closer to God. Follow the way of love. Follow God. That as you go closer to God, as you have more uh, understanding of God in your life, if you have more reliance on God in your life, then you are going to be able to outwork God more in your life. And then he goes on to make clear in this kind of sandwiching of, of verse 2, that in verse 3 he says, but those who prophesy speak to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. It's a gift that's for other people. It's not a gift for us. It's not a gift so people look at us and go, wow, aren't they spiritual? Wouldn't they hear from God? Isn't it amazing that they're the person that I can go to to find out what God is saying to me? This is a gift for others, a gift that the Holy Spirit gives to us for the strengthening, the encouragement, and the support of others. That we would want to see others drawn closer to God. Not about us being put on a pedestal, but us saying we have this gift so we can give it to you so that you can draw closer to God in your life. So if we understand that actually the gift of prophecy is a gift that God has given to us for the strengthening encouragement of others, to draw others closer to him, then actually is this a gift that we all have? Is this something that we can all say, yes, we can all use this gift of prophecy? Or is it something that is given for specific people? A couple of weeks ago, uh, Nathaniel was speaking from chapter 12, looking at some of the specific gifts. And in chapter 12, uh, right at the end of chapter 12, it says, and God, in 1 Corinthians, and God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, and he goes on. And we can read verses like that and say, okay, so God has put in the church prophets, people who bring prophecy. Does that mean that he hasn't given that gift to me? Is that something that is specific for specific people? But actually, we then read in chapter 14, follow the way of love, eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. And then later in verse 5, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. So here we have a chapter where it seems to be saying, actually, I want all of you to have this gift. I want all of you to have the gift of prophecy so that you can draw others closer to me. And if we look into the book of Acts, so near the beginning of the New Testament, where the first church was born, the moment of Pentecost, when the gift of the Holy Spirit came down for each one of us for all times to God living in us, actually, we read some words that Peter says to the crowd gathered. And these are words that Peter uses that have been written previously in the Old Testament in the book of Joel. Words that were spoken earlier, many, many years ago, but as a prophecy that have now come into being. And Peter says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will see visions. Your young men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. So what we have here is the example of Peter and Paul both saying, do you know what? This is a gift for everybody. For those of us who are here this morning going, no, I don't have this gift. I feel quite insecure about this. This isn't something I do. This is something other people do. Actually, that's not what the Bible says. 
And the best example I could think about, and I know it doesn't totally hold up, so don't send emails because there are flaws in the example, but the best example I could think of was this time two years ago. This might cause a trigger warning for all parents who ended up homeschooling their kids who weren't homeschooling previously. But two years ago today, schools across the UK closed. It was the final day of people being in schools. And so suddenly for many grown-ups throughout the UK, we found ourselves in a position where those of us who never wanted to and never will want to be primary school teachers or secondary school teachers found ourselves in that position for a specific time, for a specific group of people in a specific place. We stepped in. Now, there are many people who homeschool and do it wonderfully, and I realized that last, that two years ago was not homeschooling, it was survival. But we did it because we had to do it, because that was what we had to do at that time for the children that we loved. And actually, I believe that when we think about the gift of prophecy, there are some parallels to that. Because it's a gift that for some people, they live and they breathe it. They have that sense of that real communion with God, where they know uh, what God is trying to say to other people. And so they are able to share it all of the time. But actually, the beautiful thing about the gift of prophecy is the Holy Spirit working in us. So that is for all of us. Because for specific people at specific times, at specific places, God might say to us, I want us to use you to speak to them. That might be once in our life. It might be 10 times in our life. It might be once a month. God doesn't have a pattern. He just says, do you know what? I'm going to use you to speak to the people around me so they know more of the love that I have for them. But as we hear from God, I think it's helpful to remember those words that we read from the paragraph that Lucy Pepiat wrote in The Disciple, that we all hear through broken hearts and minds. We're not perfect. We all make mistakes. We all get things wrong. And that's why it talks about in the Bible that prophecy must always be weighed up. If anyone ever says something to you in the name of God and it goes against anything that is said in the Bible, you can be 100% sure that that isn't from God. Because this is God's word. And anything that we bring and anything that we say will always be in line with what God has said. That's why in kind of gathered meetings, we say, actually, if you feel that God said something to you, come and say it to the leaders first. Not because the leaders are on some pedestal and know what is from God and what isn't from God, but actually we are here as a group of people, as family together, to weigh up and to test whether that is something to be shared with the whole church. It might be at times you feel that you've really heard from God, but that might not be for everybody. That might be for you, and that's brilliant. Celebrate that. It just might not be that it's for to share in the whole church. But I guess the thing that for many of us we kind of think about when we look at this gift of prophecy is, well, well, how do I do it? How do I get the gift of prophecy? How am I going to share something of God's heart with those around me? And I think that comes back to everything that it says in verse 1 of chapter 14 in 1 Corinthians. Follow the way of love. Follow God. Follow God's way. It's not about you having to do God's work for him because he won't be able to get his message across otherwise. And someone in our life group shared a brilliant story last week when we met that they had been in a gathered church setting and for the first time they'd really felt God saying to them, this is a message that I want you to bring to the rest of the church. And they said they felt a bit insecure and that wasn't really something they'd done before, so they didn't share it. But then they said that a few uh, moments later in the service, actually someone else shared word for word what they had felt God say to them. God is God. He made the whole world. If he wants to speak his message to someone, he is going to speak his message to them, regardless of whether you're going to do it or not. 
But actually, God says, follow the way of love. Follow me. Learn more of me in your life. Deepen your relationship with me. Because then you will know more of my heart for others because you will know more of my heart for you. The only person who I would feel confident going and ordering coffee for if I went out for coffee with them without asking them what their order would be is my husband, John. I know what he would have because I have seen him order coffee so many times. I have seen him drink coffee so many times. I've seen him make coffee at various friends' houses so many times. He will always have a black Americano. That is what he would drink. And so I would feel 100% confident going out for coffee with him and ordering that coffee without asking him. I wouldn't do that for anyone else, even my best friends, because sometimes I might have a latte, sometimes I might have a cappuccino. I know what John would have because I have spent so much time with him and I have seen him drinking coffee so many times. Three daughters, again, it's survival. But the more time we spend with God, the more time that we read his word, the more time we spend in prayer, the more time we take moments to see him in creation around us, the more we will know of him, the more we know of him, the more we know of his heart for us and the more we will know of his heart for others. So that actually we have an awareness of what God might want to say to other people. That we'll have an eagerness to share what God wants to say with other people. And that out of our awareness of God, our eagerness to share God with others, we will be in a place where we will be more likely to be able to bring God's heart to others around us. I've got a friend who regularly says to me, I can't hear from God. I can't hear from God. I don't hear from God. Yet I would say she is probably one of the most prophetic people I know. Because she is the person who always comes up to me on the day where I need it so much and says, but how are you doing? She is the person who I've seen countless times in a group of children go and sit down next to the one child who, unbeknown to her, needs a little bit more comfort or encouragement or attention. That is a prophetic gift because that is knowing in that moment God has put on her heart, actually that person just needs a little bit more to know of God in this moment. We often think of prophecy as that it can only happen in a church context. It's when someone stands up and starts bringing forth a big word. Actually, God wants to speak to us in so many different ways. He wants to speak to us in those moments where someone says, but how are you doing on the days when no one has asked you that and you feel like you just want to fall apart? Prophecy can come just through Bible verses, like Peter stood up at the beginning of this church and shared a verse that had already been written in the book of Joel. That verse was for that specific moment to say to the early church, right, this is the moment now. We are going to go out throughout the whole of the world and share this wonderful message. God is a creative God. He gives us creative imagination. It might be that you have a kind of picture that you feel that you want to share with somebody. Lots of different ways actually God can speak to us for others. But prophecy also comes with responsibility. It is a gift that I think we really need to be aware that we have got to have responsibility when we use it. We've got to watch manipulation. God says that you must do this because actually it's something we want somebody to do. We've got to be aware that if we feel really strong emotions about a certain subject or a certain thing, probably that isn't the wisest thing for us to really be speaking into on God's behalf because we will be tied up with our own broken hearts, our own broken minds, our own emotions. We need to weigh up. Do we actually need to say this to this person? It might be that we have felt God say something really strongly to us, but actually, is that going to cause hurt or upset for somebody? Because if it is, that is not biblically for the strengthening, the comfort, or the encouragement of others. We need to weigh up. It might be that God has said it to you, but maybe that's for you to pray into and for you to hold on to. Watch the language that we're using. Rather than maybe saying, God has said, we could just simply say, it might be that God is saying to you. 
Because we do come to everything through broken hearts and broken minds. Let's be people who take the prophetic gift, knowing that we can all use it, but we have an amazing responsibility to use it well for strengthening, encouragement, and the support of others around us. God is not a God of chaos. God is a God of control, who says, I want to speak to my people, and I want to speak to them in a way that will help others around feel strengthened and encouraged as well. Paul talks a lot about that in, the, in this kind of the rest of this chapter, that the gift of prophecy is a gift that can actually be used to really bring people into his kingdom, to really bring people who have never seen God at work before come into his kingdom even for the first time. And actually, as was happening in the Corinthian church, people kind of popping up left, right, and center, that was causing discomfort for people who hadn't stepped into a church setting before. So again, that's why in a gathered church setting, we say actually it's really important to bring words to the leaders so we can do it in a controlled way, in a way that will help God to be reflected as the God of a beautiful control, not a God of chaos. So as we uh, finish this morning, and, and Judy and Tim are going to come and lead us in a response uh, with the worship band, let's know that for every single one of us, God's heart is that we would be men and women who would draw others closer to him because we are so eager to draw closer to him. That as we learn more of God's heart for us, as we learn more of the truth that God wants to say to each one of us about how loved we are, how cherished we are, how our identity can be found as his child, that out of that overflowing, we can bring that message to others as well. Not because we want to do big spiritual amazing displays, but because simply we want to be men and women who help draw one another and the world around us closer to a God who made us, who loves us, and who is there for each one of us.